Welcome to the Bite Size Book Club podcast, She Well Read. We're your hosts, Alana and Samra, and we're two black girls in our mid-20s who are on a journey to get back into reading. Our goal is to encourage women to not only read any and everything, but to also read at your own pace. Each episode, we take a bite-sized approach to reading by breaking down one chapter of a book and diving into a multitude of topics. We see reading as a source of empowerment and want to bring people together through shared experiences and provide a platform that promotes reading as a source of empowerment. Thanks for being here and let's get on to the show. Hey, Well Read Baddies, welcome back to another episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. I'm Samra. And today will be chaotic. <laughs> when you listen to this episode, Look. just know. Just know. It's going to be a lot going on. Uh, we're recording on an off day, which yeah. really just said it. Like the things are in motion. Mercury's in micro braids gatorade whatever you want to call it so like all the things are happening but we pulled up <laughs> we Look, still made it we are not missing a week <laughs> we're not and that's not. on period and that's on gotta period. appreciate commitment right? <laughs> yes yeah, so a uh, really quick shout out corner follow us everywhere at she well read subscribe to our youtube channel and make sure you join the patreon because we are about to have our first meetup call and we're also going to be dropping our first extra special edition coffee break mini sode so be sure to sign up for the patreon and you'll also be getting email updates from us that's exclusive for our patreon members and that starts as low as three dollars so you got three bucks less than a cup of coffee yes join us it's gonna be fun i'm really excited yes yeah, so uh the next coffee break it's about 15 minutes of chaos so choose to listen at your own discretion you can skip forward past it where we actually get into the episode so fair <laughs> warning uh but yeah let's Let's jump on over to the chaotic coffee break. <laughs> I hope you know how much I absolutely despise this. You think I designed it? <laughs> Do you? Did I make it? No, I'm just talking. All right. This thing is like, every time it gives me trouble. Yeah. I just cannot. Um, well, this is going to be coffee break. Hi, welcome to She Wall Red. I'm Alana. That's Samra back there who's currently rereading the chapter. <laughs> As we're doing this, trying to do this recording, um, this is Micah, the owner of Vibe Street, and this is the very chaotic and unscheduled and just, we've been doing this shit coffee break, I'll just, hello, hi, welcome. Back to this conversation. I hate this. <laughs> this freaking mouse. A lot of people talk about how it's not very ergonomic. It's not. Right. But like, it's Apple, so I expected more. Yeah. Why? Because it's Apple. Apple does great products all the time? Like 99% of the time, I would think. No. Yes. No. What <laughs> Apple product have you had that you didn't like? Well, I'm saying, like, the phones are good because everybody has one. So mm -hmm. AirDrop is cool because everybody has AirDrop and it's convenient. It's not like it's technically a better phone. But it is. It's not. I've had an Android, and I can, so I can say that an iPhone is better than... What about it is better? What about an iPhone is better than an yeah. Android? First of Outside all... Outside of the fact that everybody has an iPhone. The messages are blue. And right. And, like, I don't know. It's just, like, the design and the look. It's sleek. That's what this is. This is sleek, but right. it's just not... This is the one Apple product that is not user-friendly to me. But it, if it's just about the look, then that's what that is. A lot but of people like iPhones because look. everybody has an iPhone. So the life is easier. Like, you're talking about the blue bubble. Everybody has right. an iPhone. That's not everybody, though. Right. 
Most we people. <laughs> we shame them. Yes, we do shame right. the green bubbles. <laughs> Anytime I have to send something as a text because it won't send yep. with iMessages, I'm like, like, I'm so oh, sorry. God. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't even want to talk anymore, man. <laughs> I don't even want to send this right. message. Yeah, that's crazy. That's real. What were we talking about? Oh, the moose. Yeah. Of all the things to think of, why a moose? <laughs> They're huge, bro. <laughs> A moose, a moose For context, we're talking about why Mike is afraid of AI. Right. On a scale of one to ten, and he was like, "I'm scared of it, like I'm scared of a moose." Right. And I was like, "Why the fuck a moose specifically?" <laughs> you know why? I know how big a moose is. Why? Because I was very obsessed with this show on Disney Plus. It's called Something Bit Me. You should watch it. It's very entertaining. Okay. And it's all of these like people who survived like animal attacks. And one of them, this lady in Canada, survived a moose trying to beat her ass. And that's when I saw how, how? big... <laughs> what do you mean, how? How did she survive? <laughs> oh, how did she survive? I really don't fucking know. Yeah. He must have just, like, hit her in not the wrong spots. Right. To, like... And then kept not... her pushing? Yeah. How many times did that moose stomp her? Do you know? A lot. Like, a lot, a lot? Yeah. Like, like over 20? She was... Probably. Like, she was walking on this trail behind her house... And the moose just, like, came out of nowhere and kicked her from behind and knocked her on the ground. Yeah. And started stomping on her. And then he went away. She can walk? Yeah. She but then he came back. After. Yeah. And he... You heard about that elephant? Again. They came and got that lady? Yes! After and then the came funeral? And got the funeral. Yeah. Yes! Because the elephant killed her. Right. And then <laughs> came and fucked up the funeral. Right. Gotta wonder what that lady did. I too want to know what that lady did, but because why like, would an elephant just? Because animals remember. Elephants remember. Yes, so do crows. Do they? <laughs> yes, crows, crows remember. are scary smart. Yes. Have you seen a crow like problem solve? No. Yeah. That's wild. Like it'll be like uh, like they put um, water in a bottle like this where the top uh -huh. is smaller, uh -huh. and the crow can't get to the water. It'll go get rocks and put them in the bottle until the water's high enough for it to drink it. Wow. So see shit like that, you better leave him alone. <laughs> well, I saw this because I'd be watching shows on TikTok, and there was this. I guess it was. I think it's nine one one is the actual show or whatever. Mm -hmm. And these kids were on a field trip, and they were in a corn maze, and they had started throwing rocks at the crows, and then the crows started attacking them. And then the kids ran into this barn until the crows were surrounding the barn waiting for them to come back out yeah. so they could fuck them up. But then the paramedics came and, like, had to, like, maneuver them out without the crows recognizing who they are. How many crows was it? A lot. A swarm. A, a swarm of crows. Like over 100? Maybe. At that point, know. if you're animal control, do you just start killing crows? But they weren't animal control. This is why this was also kind of I understand, but I'm saying if you're animal control. <laughs> Do you start killing the crows? Yeah. Because you're like, I mean, these kids might have been throwing rocks at some fucking birds. I can tell these <laughs> birds, yo, let this shit go. <laughs> <laughs> they just kids. They ain't know no better. Like, they like, no, nah, we going to kill them. He's like, all right, then, man, you got to die. I mean, I guess at that point, Because, like, have they you heard about those tigers to. that got out? Like, no. some guys were throwing shit at some tigers in no. a cage. Where? The tigers got out. I don't know. Oh, shit. But the tigers got out, uh -huh. and they ran past people to get them to. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, at that point, I'm just like, if you're stupid enough to fuck with some, like, wild animals that can and will kill you, then what happens after that is your you fault. If you work in the zoo, 
and you have the gun, these tigers are out now. So regardless but of if they, they had a reason or not. But they also took them out of their original habitat to begin that's with. True. Let's start there. But I, listen, great arguments. But I'm talking about today. These <laughs> right. tigers are out of the cage. They can kill the guy and the other one is in critical condition. And that ain't just loose tigers. When we train well, them, we still them. take a minute. Yeah, I was about to say, They're not you going down immediately. Them. I feel like they need to come up with a better way to trank them so that it's immediate. Because if my can of raid can kill a roach immediately, it's killing the roach. That's the difference. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wait! I said tranquilizers have to go through the bloodstream. That's why it take a minute. Damn. Right. Shit. Mm. That's true. See? Damn. But I like. It just sucks because it's not the tiger's fault. It's not. It's We're the human's here. fault. I agree. I feel like the humans should go to jail. <laughs> Which ones? The ones who provoked the tiger. Well, one of them got killed. The other one, I feel like he barely got a body left. So at that point, I <laughs> well, feel like he got what he deserved. <laughs> well, he like that's a soda can at a tiger, and now he can't walk no more. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's that's even. There. But now the tiger's probably dead because yeah. they probably killed the tiger. Yeah. That's not even. I guess you provoked me first. Yeah. <laughs> You're like You're a I tiger. understand. <laughs> right. So you don't have rights like that. It's a tough deal. It is, which is just so fucked from the beginning. Yeah. That's why I don't agree with stuff like that. Right. It's awful. Oh, so you don't go to this? I do go to this. Then what are you talking about? <laughs> What's this whole conversation? This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Entertaining this whole thing. He's like, no, nah, I go to this. <laughs> <laughs> I love the aquarium. <laughs> oh. I like the aquarium, though. Yeah. Wait, shut the door. Is it going to be an echo? Maybe. Oh, damn. I just realized it. I was like, damn, we should have shut the door. I don't got headphones, nothing. This is just is very just yeah. off the rip. I'm right. on 52. Oh, per 54. Well, you knew that when they at the beginning of the book, though, right? This, yeah, this is true. Hey, hey, hey. Y'all are cut off. <laughs> She's not here right now. <laughs> She's not here, but here. Not I, you reading from behind. <laughs> I haven't read any of this book. <laughs> Have you thought about reading? Will you read it like after we're done with it? No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have seemed to enjoy it, but no, I don't. I don't need this. What do you read then? Do you read? No, not a lot. Mm. I wouldn't. I would almost say I'd like. I wish I could read more, but it was a guy who was just here. Mm-hmm. Who said that he reads uh, or he learns really well from reading? Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I learn really well from like watching videos. And he said, I'm yes. the opposite because I've seen videos and stuff, but I like I gotta see it in words to really help to me get really, it there. Yeah, it just be hard for me to take in like a mass of information mm-hmm. through reading. Yeah. So like, if it's something more specific, and then it's hard to see like what's important here or not because sometimes like I'll read a whole sentence. Or a whole paragraph even. It's like, I didn't need any of that shit. Yeah, I'd be skimming sometimes while right. I'm reading. Yeah. So and, see, like, like I'll skim parts. a lot over things if I'm looking for certain information. Mm-hmm. But like, just reading for recreation, not really. Oh, is this mm-hmm. the real urn? No, I thought about that too. I don't think that's the actual urn. Well, it's got confetti in it, so I'm... Right, I which is why that. I don't think it's the actual urn. I also realize I don't have any lip gloss on. Gerard yeah. Carmichael. Impressively funny. What? You know, he's a gay man. 
Gerard Carmichael? Yeah. You never heard him? No. He's extremely funny. No idea who that is. He had a sitcom for a little while. What was it called? The Gerard Carmichael Show. (laughs) (laughs) What was it on? Uh, I don't know. One of the real ones. It might have been on NBC. Not one of the real ones. Yeah. Would you ever have a sitcom? Yeah. If I could sit down and write something like that on the I was going to say, would you be in it or would you write it? I'd do both. If I could just do one, though, I'd rather just be in it. No, write it. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you had to pick. Right. i just, just write it. Write it. Mm-hmm. Got you. Okay. I think it's easier to critique your work when you're not in it. Yes, this is true. Right. I would agree with that. So when you got to wear two hats, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Then it's different for you. Yeah, but I also feel like like when you're in it, you could give like a different perspective than like when you're not That's true. in it. If for that sure. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. One thing, like, with writing in general is that, like, you almost got to let go of, like, um, like it being the exact story you wanted it to be. Because mm. I know that, like, even when we start making this short film, it might go off in a bit of a different direction than what I want. Yeah. But, but you have to be okay with that. Yeah. I'm more excited about, like, making it. Mm. And, like, making something having all these people who I respect be in it. So you don't respect me because I'm not in it. <laughs> <laughs> These are not the only people I respect who are in this. Damn, that was crazy. <laughs> it was like, as soon as you said no, it, I was yeah. like, oh, I'm about to that get his wild. ass. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm still not hearing you asking me to be in it. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know. What role would you like? <laughs> I don't know what roles are available. I actually don't want to be in it, but I support the project. So, Mike, tell the people a little bit about yourself since we're here. Oh, at this I work point. at Vibe Street Studios. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they Bruh. know that. Well, I walk up and down the street every day. Bruh. <laughs> Left handed. I wear the same gold Casio every day. What's a gold Casio? A gold Casio. Oh. Your watch. Yep. I didn't know what the, that was. You like. never heard of Casio before? No. Why are you bullshitting, man? I'm not <laughs> bullshitting you. Why would I lie about that? I don't know. <laughs> Who ain't never heard of Casio? Me. <laughs> Ridiculous. That's never nodded along in the back. All right. I hate it here. <laughs> All right. What well, yeah, that's you it. do wear these same glasses every day. Are these prescription? I, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just know you wear them every day. I right. didn't know if you wore them. Are yours prescription? Quick. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It makes sense, right? How yeah. blind are you? I think um, I think one of my eyes is five and the other one's five and a half. I don't know what that means. Do you know what the numbers are on your prescription? Nope. Okay. You just, <laughs> you just go in there and they hand you some shit. Yep. You're like, oh, all right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I can see now. I had Great. a cousin who like all the time, I don't know what grade he got to. He might have gotten through kindergarten mm-hmm. and never had glasses. Mm-hmm. And then they took him for an eye appointment and they put them fucking glasses on him. He walked outside. He was like, oh. I didn't know leaves or trees were like all apart like that. I thought they were just one big thing. You're <laughs> like, how the fuck have you been? Because <laughs> I think they were like, oh, this nigga can tie his shoe. How did, how did that happen, bro? <laughs> so, oh, poor baby. Right. Damn. Yeah. Well, mine happened. I was in. I vividly remember when this happened. Mm. I was in French class and there was like stuff on the smart board and I could not read the smart board. How were you? It was like blurry. This was my junior year of high school. You never had glasses before then? Mm-mm. Did you always have bad vision? No. 
Oh, it just got bad. Yeah. I thought you were saying you would like go through your whole life. <laughs> like my up. whole life? Yeah. No. Because that's how he was when he got to kindergarten. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, like it stopped early yeah. on. No. My, it was just like all of a sudden I was like squinting and I was like, mom, sometimes it's hard to read the board. Yeah. And then she was like, mm, damn, hate that for you. Time to get glasses. Yeah. That's and crazy. I got glasses. Yeah. Some of my best friends have like insanely clear vision and they've mm-hmm. always had it. I, I mean, that's just. Lucky. Oodles. Yeah. I mean, both of my parents have glasses, so I knew eventually. I've never heard of it, like, coming so sharp on like that, though. Most people mm. I know who need glasses and stuff like that, they had to have them immediately. Are you done? <laughs> okay. Let's get... Th- oh, shit. Yeah. Let's get this show on the road. Yeah. All right. Thank and you, cut. Thank you, Micah. Hey, well-read baddies. We are here to tell y'all more about our partner, Be Rooted. They are a woman-owned, black-owned, stationery and gifting brand that has some of the most beautifully curated products. They have planners, journals, and affirmation pens to help you stay organized, and the artwork is so extremely uplifting and unique. We love that there are so many options to choose from, and we can use whatever journal fits our vibe. Also, they are the first Black-owned stationery brand to be sold at Target, and we love to see it. Exclusively for our listeners, you can get 15% off of your order using code SHEWELLRED on BeRootedCo.com. That's BeRootedCo.com with code SHEWELLRED for 15% off. Yeah, it was a lot. He's I'm an a, honorary baddie. He is sure. an honorary robot baddie. Um, and you, I think I jinxed us that one time when I said, and we're back to normal. And then today happened, and no, it's not. Um, ah! We are recording on a Saturday. This is abnormal, obviously. Yep. <laughs> yep, because I leave for Vegas for work, and so we had a double recording week, and yeah. Damn. <laughs> Damn, I was not ready. Um, and so if you are following along with us, we are starting off at chapter forty-nine. All right, now let's get into it. Uh, All right, it's oh, real fresh on my mind. <laughs> I'm so weak. All right, forty-nine. You want to do it since you just read it? <laughs> I mean, I just read all of them. But. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. We are on forty-nine, guys, and it's the last day of iCarly's. Uh, filming mm-hmm. ever yeah which was wild yeah and so it's kind of an end of an era miranda's crying her co-host obviously Car- not co-host carly she's i carly carly of i carly, <laughs> carly. <laughs> if yeah. you don't know her by now um and Jeanette's really upset i mean they both are but she kind of explains a little bit about their friendship and it's really wholesome she's like it feels like we're sisters, but without like the passive aggressive tension yeah. and you know stuff that just happens, you mm-hmm. know. So it's a really like, you know, like it's not a catty thing. Yeah, it's just real like mutual. But like, Jeanette's afraid that like because their friendship stemmed from being on the show, that the friendship will now end because the show is over. That's such a real thing. Like you have it is. work friends or people you're so close with one year of school and yeah. then you're just not around each other and you realize it wasn't like that 
deep of a friendship yeah it's like seasons of friendships yeah maybe not even not that deep but it just yeah some some things are well she mentions like if it stems from like oh they're my friend that i met in class then like once the class is over like you realize maybe you weren't actually friends yeah it's like the friend shouldn't be the term it should be a looser term like an acquaintance yeah but it gets but it's like she's like i'm around these people more than my family yeah right like that when you're at school or at work that's true because you are you are and then yeah so i feel i felt that Mm mm-hmm but yeah that's pretty much the chapter yeah so and she ends it with because iCarly is ending and i don't want our friendship to end with it and i was like oh poor baby because this was like her first real friend seems like truly and it's been years mm-hmm. they grew up together literally grew up together okay on to chapter 50 we are seeing the breakup between joe and Jeanette. i, I was shook this was so anticlimactic it was because they're just like at this vegan place that's like his one of his favorite restaurants and i was like damn imagine getting broken up with your favorite restaurant or like i didn't think about it like that now like like she was just talking about the context now the context of that place is oh yeah this is where my girlfriend broke up with me that's so messed up <laughs> she's so over it she's, but yeah as we see she's so over it joe's asking she her like are you sure you want to break up and this she's like crying. i'm positive yeah he's so upset and she's trying to tell him like you know like my priorities just need to be elsewhere like her mom's health is getting really bad we find out and it's rapidly declining her cancer has spread to just about everywhere and like the end is near so she's like i need to be focused on this like this is my priority right now it's not you and he's like so i'm a distraction and she's like i mean no but yes yeah it's kind of weird because i do think that I don't know. It's kind of a weird situation. I think that she wants to think that it's because of her mom Mm -hmm. dying and that she needs to focus. But like she also like doesn't want to at the same time like she's like trying to distract herself at the same time from her mom dying. So really, it's not that to me. It's like and we get there at the end of the chapter. We do where it's like she has this realization of like, I really don't like this man like he she describes him eating the meal that he got which is like this like sauce vegan sausage sandwich and beer and how he like takes this giant bite and gets vegan mayonnaise smeared all over his lip and she's like talking about how disgusting it is and like his smacking and like that his jokes aren't funny his chewing bothers her he has anger issues he drinks too much and she's she's like our age gap no longer feels cool to me and instead feels a little embarrassing for the both of us like she's just having this grand realization where it's like thank god she that it happened she fall out, fell out of love yeah well i would dare say it wasn't even love to begin with and it was lust wow oh you speak it now <laughs> How old is she now? Like 21? I think she's about 21 at this point. And the things change. The Three things, years. That's a lot of change. Yeah. Now this man is what? 35? Ew. Mm-mm. Still no drive. Still no. Yeah. She talks about it. Still no drive. A drunk. And she's like, there's a laundry list of flaws that I've racked up for him. And she doesn't like his friends. She thinks she's too judgmental. She doesn't give him enough attention. And he just keeps on eating the sandwich and she's just like yeah no i'm done this is this is over yeah she like actually like 
snaps a little bit mm-hmm. i was like it's giving your mom a little bit a little bit sometimes you be in relationships and you're like god damn it <laughs> damn yeah i am my parents right like oh shit i see what they were doing here <laughs> like damn. Like god. i understand yeah but yeah all right moving on 51 51 okay so this was a nice little i mean it starts off really nice because yeah. her and miranda are hanging out so mm-hmm. their friendship didn't die right with iCarly, the end of iCarly. right even though we have watched interviews of her now and they they they're not still friends wait really no nah, like they haven't talked in years damn yeah i hate to hear it but like it's all love yeah i was about to, I, yeah okay all they right just damn. Kinda, you know drifted eventually but mm. during this time they're still really close and they apparently spend like a lot of time together they hang out three to four times a week um miranda's in her porsche cayenne which i was like period bitch right working for years Mm -hmm. um so anyway they have sleepovers and right now they are well last night they stayed at the saint regis at laguna beach because i guess nickelodeon loves to give them like nights at hotels that are really nice yeah very interesting um and they're just like hanging out they watched this movie with amanda seyfried and had the same thought that i did when i first saw her which is she's a walking angel of beauty still is <laughs> still is her met gala look she looked bitch. amazing she looks so good she's so beautiful mm-hmm. um but while they're in the car um her phone rings and it's her dad slash her mom her mom is calling because she doesn't want to go to the surgery that she's about to like be wheeled into mm-hmm. and um it is something where her breast implant started leaking from her mastectomy mm-hmm. and so they have to like clean it up and it's supposed to be a very like small surgery but her mom's kind of freaking out and is like Jeanette you can't let them do this and she feels like something is off Mm -hmm. and even Jeanette feels a little bit off from this but her dad's like it's not a big deal you don't have to come like by the time you get here anyway it's gonna be over so Jeanette's like uh uh okay 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 I'm not gonna come and she like Katy Perry's playing in the background like her and Jeanette were just, I mean, her and Miranda were just having this really nice times. And Miranda's like, are you okay? You know, like, is everything okay? And um, she's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. And she doesn't really open up. Um, and she's just like, you know, her dad said it's going to be fine. So she is just like, yeah, oh, it's, it's fine. And she doesn't want to get into it. But she's a little bit shaken up by this moment for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, 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 wait. <laughs> she gets a call back. Yeah. Her phone rings again, actually. And her mom is not okay. This is her dad now. And he tells her that her body could not withstand the surgery and that she's now in a coma. Um, and so Jeanette's like, hello? Like, you didn't say that would happen. And he's like, you need to get down here. And... um yeah it went from zero to a hundred real quick like this very yeah which it reminded me like randomly but not randomly of joan rivers about how like or like many celebrities who go into these procedures where it's supposed to be this really simple thing or like even i mean regular people anybody, anybody right yeah it's always 
I, it's scary anytime you're gonna have yeah. any kind of surgery right exactly like even like my sister recently broke her arm and she had to be sedated so that they could pop the bone back into place and like i was still freaking out because like simple procedure but just about anything can go wrong still mm-hmm. um so yeah that's what's like happening right now and it's really scary i was like oh shit this really went left really fast it did it was like okay maybe it's not gonna be like maybe but the thing is women's intuition is real i'm sorry it is it is like we have to start put, doing some research on it because there's so many times that women will be freaking out and mm-hmm. everyone's like you're freaking out it's not a big deal the man's like no 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 and then shit goes left like right, right. when you're upset and like physically unwell like sometimes it's it's real. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. No, I agree with you. But as we see, as we're going into chapter 52, which is kind of a jump back from the prologue that we read. This was a really trippy moment Meta. when I was, yeah, when I was it reading this. Like, yeah. Um, like where, we made it. I mean, we are like further than halfway at this point. So it makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Like It had to happen. But it's crazy because there's a lot left. Right. That's why I was like, damn. But we still have so much to go. We're like only on 52 of like 91. And, right. And so um, we're at the point where Jeanette's telling her mom, like, did you hear me? I'm 89 pounds. And like, she's just desperately saying this, thinking that it's going to wake her mom up from her coma. Uh, but it's not. Oh, in the hospital heartbreaking chapter it really is y'all really were sad. giggling in the back and i was reading this <laughs> and i was like oh my god i've never really felt so much for deborah no oh deborah yeah but uh so yes her mom is still in a coma but but uh she starts to kind of mumble some words Mm. and her mom like leans forward or marcus leans forward and uh because she's saying cam oda die marcus came through oh wait no i guess he didn't but dustin did dustin did yeah so she's saying like cam oda die over and over again and and marcus is like no mom don't say that you're not gonna die (laughs) and dustin's like oh fuck she's saying canada dry when it clicks yeah it clicked like oh duh and like her mom's eyes widen with confirmation. Like, yes, she wants a Canada dry. Energy. She's like, I need my bubbles. Yeah, she's like, I'm so thirsty right now. <laughs> Y'all bitches can't get me a fucking Canada dry. Y'all didn't think about getting me a drink. Y'all just gonna sit here and be sad. I'm uh, like, I'm thirsty, babes. <laughs> That's what it was giving. And it's like, bro, you were in a whole coma. Come on. <laughs> um, and so Jeanette's like, oh my gosh, yay. Like, she's going to drink a Canada Dry. Like, this means everything's going to be better. Because the, all the doctors were like, listen, it's within a matter of days at this point. Yeah, like, they're counting down the hours. Yeah. Um, and so we have a little jump moment mm-hmm. in the chapter where her mom was moved out of the ICU wing. And now she's just in like a regular wing. But they're still saying like, like she's like so much for 48 hours take that like yeah because that's what they were saying Mm -hmm. and but the doctor's still like we don't want you to get your hopes up like things can really turn in an instant like she might be okay right now but like it would be so hard to be a doctor it would like having to tell people like yeah this might look right but uh, they can so still like to die say. tomorrow. Yeah, I can never do it. Mm-mm. Shout out to the doctors. Shout out to the doctor. Shout out to the healthcare professionals for yes, real though. Amen. 
And so they're kind of like alternating who stays with her in the hospital so that she's never really alone, which I thought was nice. And so right now, Jeanette is at the hospital with her and she's like, today is no different. She's just finished shooting a scene um, on the new spinoff show sam and cat it's so like her life is still content i mean like that's mm-hmm. the thing is like when you have a traumatic situation it's like as an adult especially it's like well i shit i gotta go to work right i can't not go to work right the wheels still keep on turning but like your life is in shambles right it's like so weird it is it's really like i can imagine being in this position because it's like you have to do that but it's like I know the only thing on her mind is the fact that her mom is like still in the hospital, you know, she's going through the motions. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Sam and Kat felt like going through the motions. Like, I didn't even watch Sam and Kat. Cause I was like, I'm not into this. It wasn't good. I, mean, I, I heard watched a few, but mm-hmm. like, it was so cringy. And like, yeah. I feel like Ariana was already on her way out. Jeanette was obviously not, she into did not it. care. Right. She's over it. Mm-hmm. She's talking about like, I'm fucking, fucking slapping people with a sandwich like this is so like beneath her almost yeah uh creatively and And so yeah this stupid ass bitch (laughs) and so now she's in the wait not the waiting room she's in her mom's hospital room watching the nurse change her mother's as she calls it her shit bag and the nurse side-eyes her and she's like are you and she's like, if this already hasn't happened 25 times in this hospital, she said, I'd be shocked if someone uh, had the audacity to ask me if I was Sam Puckett while I'm sitting across from my dying mothers. People have no class. I'm so sorry. Like, I, this, 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 these types of things happen mm-hmm. in real life. And you're just looking up. But like, here's the thing. But here's the tea. If I was a nurse and like, this is a God forbid situation. Yeah. And Miss Tina was in the hospital and Beyonce came and I was the nurse. That's different. How is it different? She's still a celebrity too. But it's, it's. (laughs) Are you talking about like the level of fame? Yeah, but also you can't do that. You (laughs) You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't. But it'd be really hard not to. It would be a thought. I'm not going to say it's not a thought, (laughs) but that's where you're like, no. Like imagine if. Yeah. If Beyonce. Let's say it's Solange. Miss Tina's dying and Solange is there. Yeah. Because if Bay was there, I mean. Right. I guess it doesn't matter. It doesn't shouldn't matter right. who it is. You're going to ask this girl for a picture? Like how fucking crazy. Right. Right. But like. Right. Right. It's, it's but not... it, I can see how it's a thought. Yeah. We but... are adults. It's not like we're a kid. This is facts. And like, but this, this nurse does not stop. She's like, she, uh, oh my gosh. Do. She's like, you look like Samantha Puckett. Sam, are you her? And Miranda, not Miranda, Jeanette's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is so funny. And she, the nurse is like, you just look so much like your spitting image. Let do you mind go. if I take a picture so I can show my niece? She's not going to believe how much you look like her. So not only has she been like, no, I'm not this person you think I am. But then on top of that, can I still take a picture regardless? Give it up. <laughs> Give it up. Her mom. You just changed her mom's shit bag. Like, she's not OK. Right. 
and uh she leans back in her chair and she's like no i'm not taking a picture and she looks at her I mom love that for her. i did love that for her she looks at her mom and she's just describing like how much she's changed like looks wise ever since she's gotten really sick like she describes her like you know she used to have curves she doesn't have curves anymore i was like, like okay four feet eleven and just bad <laughs> a baddie a baddie for real but now she's just like more like bones and skin and her stomach is distended and this one really got me her mom says i love you that one got me bro (laughs) got me i was over here like like and her mom break me yeah it would really sad break me and she says this is the only phrase that she has left in her and she said, and yet she still remembers how to sort of say, I love you. Like, she's literally brain dead, guys. But borderline. she remembers how to, yeah, borderline. And she, like, she has had so many, like, things in her brain that has happened. Like, she can't, mm-hmm. she can't really talk. But, she, like, f- like, her body remembers just, like, that phrase. That one phrase. So it, she's just, like, out of muscle memory trying to say it. Mm-hmm. And it's just so heartbreaking. Yeah, and Jeanette's even like, I don't want to look at her too much because I don't want to remember her like this. I want to remember the mom that I, like, grew up with looking at, not this, like, person that's sitting in front of me, which I was like, that's really sad and tough. And, like, people who are who have family members or just loved ones who are, like, in their end of days, like, I can't imagine, like, looking and, like, trying not to remember them like that but for the person who they were it's really hard um and so she says she forces herself to grab her hands and tell her that she loves her and that she's there for her but she says most of the time she's not strong enough to even do that and her phone pings with a text from colton her gay best friend and he's asking if she wants to get away for a few days. He knows that she's struggling, which I was like, this is a really great friend moment right here. Colton's real. Where he are is. you now, Colton? Right. Shout out to you. We got to have him on the show. <laughs> Fine, Colton. I'm so weak. Operation Fine, Colton. <laughs> and she takes one quick look at mom while she spews some gibberish. And she says, I can't get out of this hospital fast enough. And she gets up, kisses her on the forehead and leaves. And her grandpa like she talks with her grandpa and her dad and they said they'll figure it out while she's away for a little bit yeah it's really sad but then like we get into 53 and i was like all right Jeanette. oh yeah i gotta love it okay mm-hmm. Jeanette. so we are on 53 they are in colton's dodge charger and they're reminiscing on a time that they met like 10 years ago and they are almost to san francisco and he's like do you want to get a little drinky drink (laughs) and she's like look i i've never really drank but if i'm gonna do it i feel safe around colton right he's not gonna try anything Mm -hmm. like as her mom would say he's not gonna put his penis in your whole what the fuck yeah, did she say something like that that's what she said some very <laughs> some weird um so yeah she's like okay let's do it and they get um some jack what is it like jack daniels tennessee honey something like that i can't remember what they got now um, i was i was trying you know, to read i just read it so <laughs> <laughs> i think they talk about what it is like on the next page but i remember okay. like being like oh shit she was taking sh- like dark liquor shots yeah for her first time she's like first one and they've got sour patch kids to like 
chase the chase. Mm-hmm. And she she's like, I don't feel anything. She's like confused. And he's like, that means we got to take another one. Yeah, because he's like, I agree. I don't feel anything either. Another one. <laughs> How do you not feel Tennessee whiskey? I feel like they feel it. But like they're saying like they don't feel like what they hear. Yeah. They, like because, you know, she's seen people be drunk or whatever and like feeling their alcohol. And she's like. Well, after this one shot, I don't feel anything. Heard. I just, the way I'm built couldn't be me. She said, not I. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so they take another shot. They take another. And then another another one. (laughs) And then they're like, they didn't even get a chance to like think about if they feel, they're feeling it. Mm -hmm. They start jumping on the bed. They're Mm -hmm. having literally such a good night. Yep. They discuss like making a show where they're handcuffed to each other for a week, which I thought was so funny. I was like, that would actually be kind of funny to watch. That's television. (laughs) Hello, the creator. Come on. This is. Maybe not the creator. Maybe not the creator, but somebody needs to create this show it's not too late I'm Jeanette so and Colton um so anyway they they just like have a really good time and Jeanette's like wow I can't believe I've never felt this feeling like all of my shame and sadness and just all the anxiety it's like just lifted and yeah. so she's like wow I'm like living my best life yeah why haven't i done this before right she was, she literally says that was one of the best nights of my life and i was trying to remember i was like hmm we're trying to remember the first time i got drunk and it was it's a, it's a fun time it's it like it's not something you should do often but yeah it shouldn't be an escape it was yeah red flags, red flags. but you know her mom's literally dying and i feel like there is a moment where you do need to like just for your body like let loose let loose right Mm -hmm. i don't think it should be a consistent right like don't like be like oh this is a getaway let me do this all the time because then it's a slippery slope it it is yeah Mm -hmm. but i'm not mad one time go off right right um and she's like i can't wait for tonight to do this again oh yeah they're like let's go again (laughs) yeah because you know they're on their little vacation which i'm like and you're on a little vacation that's like true. go off and pop you off your bestie mm-hmm. that's good for you that's what you do you need that yeah all right so wrapping it up with chapter 54 there is a knock on her door and she's jolted awake by the noise her head is throbbing she rubs her temple she's like ah this is what it means to be hungover imagine <laughs> being 21 again i know just drinking the whole week just fine fine and then you get to that last night and you wake up and you're like oh fuck you and she said so she is mixing everything mm-hmm. so surprise jeanette welcome to the real world right where it's like Mm-mm, you gotta watch your liquor mm-hmm. <laughs> and she says up until this point every time she'd gotten drunk she was able to wake up the next morning unscathed regardless of how much she had drank but today is different for whatever reason today is not that day she's like was it the tequila the whiskey the rum the wine mixing all four <laughs> yes, who knows it was. i was <laughs> like all of the above <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's crazy everybody's got a limit now yeah right and so she's like oh fuck like she hears a knock on the door again she's like what time is it it's 8 5 a.m she forgot to set an alarm. She was supposed to leave for a flight five minutes ago. Oh, fuck. And she's like, this must be the Nickelodeon driver that they sent. Mm. And she's like, I'm coming. And she's like flailing around, like trying, like, you know, that she's trying to not. Yeah. Like, 
trying to pack for this thing she's yeah. got to go to. Mm-hmm. But then when she opens the front door, it's Billy, who is the contractor that she's hired because she bought a new house. Oh, God, it gets worse. Or, right, right. Um, she I bought mean, a new house. Off. Right. I mean, I'm happy for you, but like you didn't get it looked at or something. I was like, did they not get an inspection on this thing? Because I think they probably took advantage of this girl. Mm, they might. So She's backstory. Um, she buys this house. It's it, she buys all the furniture, like the stage furniture, with it. So she just has like one less thing to worry about. She said my vision for this house was not to have any, to let someone else <laughs> have the vision and let myself enjoy it. I was like, period. I too would do that if I could afford it. Like if I don't have to think about all this absolutely go off but within weeks of moving in she learns the entire infrastructure needed to be dug out and replaced a pipe broke and the shower leaked onto the living room display furniture ruining all of it the kitchen sink and one of the toilets is closed the deck is chipped and the stair broke girl she's like this thing was not in fact turnkey like i thought it was they lied yeah they lied to her mm-hmm. and but she says this really like i think kind of ironic thing she says this thing looked good on the surface but underneath it was falling apart and i'm like damn life what is it art imitates life wow <laughs> yeah and so billy and his dudes are like coming in to fix the porch and she's like uh, yelling out the window to the Nickelodeon driver, like, I'll be down in a minute. Like, I'm coming, I swear. And like you said, she's like throwing all this, like basically sh- throwing shit in the bag, trying to make sure she has everything that she needs frantically. But then she gets a phone call from her dad and she's like, yeah, dad. And there's like all this construction noise gone in the background. She calls it hammer, hammer, drill, drill, drill. <laughs> she's cracking me up. She said, I got a fucking headache. Drill, drill, loudest drill I've ever fucking heard, drill. <laughs> but her dad's like you should get down here because her mom's in the hospital and like this we know feels, like it feels like this keeps happening yeah and she's like really like for real this time do i need to come because you're like so desensitized at this point yeah because it's like every time it's like oh this is gonna be the time and then it's not yeah it's like standby but then it always is like the one time you don't come mm-hmm. something gonna happen so it's almost like you gotta pull up every time right you're on, literally on call yeah literally on call uh and her dad's like you gotta get down here and she's like are you sure because i was supposed to leave for a flight the car's downstairs waiting for me and she can hear her dad take a breath and he's like where are you going she's like i'm going to new york for the nickelodeon world day of what and she's like i don't know something i'm supposed to be hosting so really like should i go or should i come to the hospital like is this for real like be serious i have a job right and he says they say it'll happen today she freezes shocked for a beat but not for long because as she said i've experienced this many times before somebody says mom's gonna die and then she doesn't and uh her dad's like no but for real this time like they're really saying this is gonna be it and sounds serious mm -hmm. and she's like fine like she finally gives up and she gets the zipper shut on her suitcase that she's been throwing all of her stuff in and she's trying to process this intense reality but she's really struggling because hammer 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 drill 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 knock 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 like just all this chaos going on in the background yeah that would drive you crazy yeah 
and we're left on a cliffhanger for this episode because we don't know what i mean we know but we don't know what's going to happen next at least in these chapters i know so. it really we're on the edge of our seats yeah i like, like she is. yeah i wanted to sneak peek and read some more but i was like let me not because i'm gonna confuse myself by like already knowing what's gonna happen next That's so true. let me like chill out it'd be like that it do be like that. Well, thank you for sticking around for this very chaotic episode of She Wall Red. The, the most chaotic. I've, I've never, we've never yeah. been this chaotic. This is a new level of chaos. I take responsibility <laughs> for the chaos. But I will say shout out to Micah. Yeah, shout out for, for Micah. Us entertained. Mm-hmm. We're going to have him on like. Watch this. <laughs> we're gonna have him on a patreon episode so y'all will really meet micah not in the chaos <laughs> that was today but a little more like civilized setting um but this has been another episode of she well read i'm alana and i'm samra bye y'all <laughs>